Welcome to David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch. Today's show is about the Second Amendment and why the United States of America is uniquely suited to have this conversation with the rest of the world. Let's start off with how free the world thinks they are. People in the UK will tell you they are free. Ish. They're free to engage in discourse. Ish. They're free to walk down a public thoroughfare and take pictures of whatever they want. Ish. And they're also free to chastise or criticize the crown and parliament. Nah. Nah, no, they're not. The difference between American freedom and the idea of UK freedom is that Americans have a mechanism to make ourselves free. You would have thought that the UK had learned their lesson, but they never did. The UK went from the most powerful, most respected nation in the world. And now they're reduced back to their tiny island. Not because they don't still have colonial aspirations, which they may have been cuckolded into not having that anymore. But what it really comes down to is people armed against them and won. They sure as shit don't want their own people doing that. And they've been fighting on all fronts for a long time. They're tired of people raising arms against them, so they were beaten back into their own island. And they're sufficiently able to somewhat secure their own island. Well, chain of islands, rather. But, they are damn lucky that the fucking Scottish have not raised arms. Could you imagine? From Glasgow to Edinburgh, citizens armed to the teeth marching on London full of people and twats that are just unarmed and not just unarmed but the freaking bullies of the entire Europe of the of entirely of the entire European fucking union which they've brexited these people don't understand that being an asshole that being a person with some sort of superiority complex has gotten you fucking nowhere with people that raise arms against you. You're not free. You're a cuckolded society. Yeah, you're an ally, but you're not really free. You'll never really be free as long as your citizens don't have the right to bear arms and defend themselves. Let's talk about Australia. 
Australia is not a free country. They've never been free. They've never been allowed in their history to really have a huge armament or take up arms against anybody. There's a reason for that. A lot of crazy people in Australia. But that's okay. You know, they're kind of reformed-ish. But at the same time, they have no problems allowing their government to dictate the terms of how things go in Australia and jail and profit on the misery of their fellow Australians wholesale. They do. They have a government that benefits on the misery of their fellow Australians. They don't care. The government sure as shit don't care. This is the first time in their history that they're making so much money hand over fist. And you know what they did? They simply adopted the American model of politics and decided to impose taxes, fees, and fines on literally everything that any Australian person would ever do while on the continent. They enjoy the fact that their people don't have an ability to fight them, go against them. Even, even if you want to argue in court, you're not going to win their property of the state. Cunts. An entire continent of cunts. Been there. I love Perth, I love Darwin, I love Sydney. Great experiences all, but a continent of cunts. talk about China China would not be red if the peoples could arm themselves against the communist military and overthrow them China would not be red China would subvert the imperialistic China they would reduce their military to a very comfortable volunteer service. And their peoples would profit the, the all the better. Right now, what is going on is that the Chinese people are literally incapable at the moment of reducing their military to a sufficient size as to become powerful within their own country. They just don't have the mechanism to do it. They're farmers, they're creators, they're great they're great people. The Chinese are a wonderful people. Steeped in tradition, steeped in history, and have the capability of doing a lot, but they've actually had smart leadership with their communism. Now China's always a factor in the red zone and then in the danger zone because not that they don't have the capability of taking shit over, nor the desire to take shit over. Absolutely, they want to, and they absolutely will. They're just doing it through a different mechanisms. They're weakening the infrastructure of the United States and Canada and the Allies before making their move of being globalists. They're going to be a global hegemony of the Chinese if their own people decide to go with it. And so far, the Chinese people will benefit in some way from it. So they're kind of cool with it for right now. Are they cool with uh, political and ideological opposition? 
No. No, they're not. They do not like being jailed for dumb shit. They don't like having their people massacred for dumb shit. They don't like people uh, treating them poorly for the dumb fucking shit that goes on in their own cities and states. They want world-educated people. They want productive society. They want everything that they are making happen, happen. They really are. They're doing very well in the global scheme of things. However, it is the ideology that the state matters more than they do that will ultimately be their downfall because what will happen is you'll have a gutless army. An army that will be powerful in some sense, but they will not have the fighting passion of a free people. They will never have that. Their people will never know another way of being free. Quite frankly, they'll always be uh, referred to and uh, utilized as fodder for the state. And it's sad. Because there are some extremely extremely intelligent Chinese men, women, and children there. But you got to ask yourself, outside of some, some technological advances in recent memory, what have they contributed to the overall grand state of mathematics, science, history? What? What have they contributed? A whole society of somewhat educated people but you cannot exceed the boundaries of the box that are put there with iron even if you're forced to study 14 to 16 hours of the day the Chinese have a very good system of enslavement is what it really is now there are some people, very educated people in, in China that are above and beyond this bullshit. In fact, we've seen it literally in, in Hong Kong where they want and support the idea of a constitution that makes their people free. But all of those people have been rounded up and tossed in jail. Colleges are being raided for what they're teaching. Kind of sounds a lot like American communism. And we're, we're heading into a phase of American communism that's an affront to our forefathers' desire of our country. They've always wanted a free country, a country able to defend itself, a, company, uh, a country of people who chase dreams and achieve things that they've only desired and wished to happen. Now, our forefathers knew it wasn't going to be easy, they, they never said that. They never said that the American dream was an easy dream to have. Not once. Manifest destiny is you put in the work, you get the result. Now, you got to ask yourself, is that true in the United States, that work dichotomy? No, it's not. There are a lot of people that put in 80-plus hours of work throughout the week. And at the end of the week, they barely have a life to live. It's not so much a life at all as to just making money for a family to survive to the next paycheck. That's not living life. And there are some hardworking people out there who really just want to live life. 
They want to live life and be able to take vacation. <coughs> and then you wonder why a company, or a company, it should be a company, a country built on that kind of idealism, that kind of chasing dream mentality, gets hostile when someone dares tells them what to do and how to do it. And then those people are summarily thrown in jail. People that are enjoying life through substances, thrown in jail. Enslaved to the, the state. You have prisons in each state making money hand over fist. Billions upon billions upon billions of dollars because they're forcing their inhabitants to work. To be productive. And we all know it's not it's not free product productivity. It's hey, we know you have the skill set, you're gonna do it, or we're gonna make life ten times more miserable for you. And they don't care because they can do it uninhibited. They murder people all the time in the correctional facilities, and they gloat and tout that they can with impunity. Our justice system is not just. They find every and all reason to throw you behind bars to be a cog in the wheel and do what you're told. Now, let's go back to the Second Amendment. The only reason we are not in a direct communist state right now, and this is what I call capital, capitalist communism. Capitalists want 100% profits 100% of the time. They don't care how they get it. They don't care who's enslaved. They don't care who is, you know, the ones making the material. They just want to sell and make money. Picture the Monopoly man, but he's, you know, 5,000 feet tall and 4,000 feet wide. That's exactly the ideal representation of the capitalist persona. It's disgusting. It's this blob of a human being or a blob of a being that is insatiable, constantly consuming, and quite frankly, it doesn't care what it consumes, as long as it consumes. That's capitalism. Now, am I against people making money? Hell no. People make money and they do great things with it. You know, Elon Musk, that guy is amazing. He makes money and he does amazing things with his money. Some people do very well with money. They reinvest. Some people are, you know, living the life they've always desired to have. And that's okay, too. That is okay when you live the life you've always wanted to have with money that you've earned off of your business. And I've never been against that. What I am against, though, <coughs> is forcing people to live in a state of perpetual fear and upping their cortisol levels and living in a state of constant uh, people are always one step away I don't care if you're middle class right now you are one fuck up away from being in the gutter divorced thrown out on your ass a bum living in tent city no money dead up to your eyeballs and ears 
effectively a negative mark in society. And we've seen it. Like, I don't know how many poor or homeless interviews you've done or people have done with other people, but we have a society of very educated motherfucking homeless people, of very decorated homeless people, people that are served our country for years and have done amazing things for this country and companies and you name it. Homeless. Out on the street, families. But then the state steps in. The state tells them they're no longer allowed to be armed. Okay, well, you know, you you decided to have a mental break. That mental break bars you from having a weapon the rest of your life. You get incarcerated, catch a felony. No weapons, no more. How many how many non-citizens do we have in this country? People that have gone from being able to own and have firearms to having that stripped from them for the smallest of things. For charges racked up for you know, with police racking up charges left and right. And being and having that, and and being in, in in a position of authority where they're ruining lives, and then when the when the when the shoe's on the other foot, and they've got they're facing forty fucking charges for the shit that they've done, that's when they want to cry foul. That's when they're upset. That's when oh my gosh, I need my union to represent me and get me off of this because. I'm part of the Thin Blue Gang Brotherhood Mafia. You know, and it's it's incredible to me that politicians do the same thing too. How dare this body go against my word because I've been part of this gang for years. We all screwed the American people. How dare you? And everything that they fucking do is about reducing the number the number of firearms that are out there for your accessibility and for you to be able to defend yourself against them. They are actively trying to overthrow the American people. And a lot of people are fucking sheep. They're like, nah, they're not doing that. We just got to prevent all the shootings that are happening. <laughs> Have you ever considered that the number, the number of shootings would be reduced if everybody had that capability of defense, you think the motherfucker would have many like shot that many people in the theater had somebody else had a had a firearm to defend against them? He would have got maybe two or three rounds off before he was bucked himself, taken out. Fewer bodies. You think Columbine would have been as big as a fucking massacre as, as it was? Is if teachers and staff were able to defend themselves against that motherfucker or against those two kids? No. Bad people always It doesn't matter what society you come from. You can have... There are people with guns all over Europe who live in, who live in places like the UK and places where there's no gun authorization there. Nobody's allowed to have it except for the military. If you are, even if you have a pistol, and you're in a place where they don't have, they don't have guns, and you're not part of the state, then you could do a whole lot of damage to a whole lot of people in a short amount of time with one firearm, and it happens. 
And then you have people, yeah, of course, yeah, they're going to, if they're not allowed to have firearms, they're going to use knives. And they do. Stabbings, you know, in the UK are just above and beyond. But it's because they have no other weapons. But what you're creating is a global society of poor people that are tired of being poor and shit on. People are educated all over the world. They're getting smarter. And all the, the wool and the bullshit that churches and the states have been able to pull on people is no longer working. <coughs> people are no longer okay with being controlled and ruled and told what to do and how to buy and what to buy and where to buy and all of that. People are tired of being screwed over in the American court system. So they're fighting back. And they should. We should have a people that constantly challenges the bad things that our government officials do. Otherwise, they will keep doing it. And we, we've seen it. Even since George Floyd, 264 other people have been killed. The lion's share of these people have been unarmed. Some of them have been as young as 13 and 12 and 14 and 16. And seven. But you also have dumbasses out there in, in, in true to form. True to form. There are people out there that are a blight on society. And we need a mechanism to get rid of those people. You know, if you're just wantonly <clears throat> shooting and you're stabbing people in the neck and you have you're you're not being attacked, you're not defending yourself, you're being a shitty human being and you're just attacking another because you feel like you can attack that person. Well, I'm sorry, but you need to be marched outside after the verdict and shot summarily. I'm sorry. That's it. You don't pass go. Fuck your family. Fuck you. You cost another person their life. Pedophiles. Anybody who's a pedophile. You know, you, you attack people under the age of 12. Walked outside. Shot. I believe it should be people under the age of 15. And I already gave my reasonings as to why 15 is the magic number. Maybe even 16 should be. Those who are 15 and older are implicit. I don't care how society believes that they're a child. These children actively seek at that point. And they will manipulate an adult. Because they know they can get away with it. 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds are not stupid. Can they be, be manipulated? Yes, they are not stupid. That was my previous argument. Would we get a lot of would we get over get rid of a lot of bullshit if we ended the drug war? Yes. If we ended the stupid fucking drug war, we would not have as many people incarcerated, we would have more productive people of society. We need to get back to being kings of manufacturing, kings of, of production, and we can't do that with a society with chains on our fucking wrists and our feet. Cannot do it. You want to maximize profits, let people out to be profitable, to be consumers, to be able to purchase things that you create. Because there's going to be a stopgap that you eventually get to where nobody can purchase your fucking items if nobody can afford it and nobody can fucking uh, be out of the prison system or jail system long enough in order to maximize profits. Except for the elite politicians and the elite rich, which are becoming 
more and more targetable because they are creating this mess themselves. Just like law enforcement officers. When law enforcement officers unjustly kill people, they make themselves the target. They deserve to be the target. They deserve to die for their actions as well. Chauvin. The Breonna Taylor killers. All of them need to be behind bars and have lethal injection. Murder for murder. Eye for an eye. No qualified immunity. Qualified immunity is fiction. No such thing as qualified immunity. That does not exist. It is a human construct. Immunity for murderers. Even people who have murdered in self-defense have to go through the horror of what they did. That is not consequential. There's no immunity. What you do is you create an immunity for a true psychopath like police because they don't care who they harm. They don't care who they kill. They don't care who they affect. The true and honest person is affected by what they've done in self-defense. They feel maybe there's a way it could have gone different. Maybe not. But law enforcement officers in this country murder with impunity, and they have long since gotten away with it in many, 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 many instances. You know the only officers that seem to not get away with it are officers of color. Officers of color get the shaft. If you're a white officer, you actually get convicted in this country. That is the rarest thing. The absolute rarest. But you got to get this fool on video in 17 different ways. And you got to get them to, you got to hear, you got to hear everything they've said and done that leads up to it. If you don't have that, the likelihood of you having a conviction is like the Daniel Shaver case. Daniel Shaver, unarmed, been given awful commands by a fucking awful police force in the Mesa PD. Was shot and killed for literally no, because he couldn't follow the cruelest game of Simon Says on the planet. It was disgusting. It was shameful. It was in no way proper police fucking work. Yet that murderer is free to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And now he's getting paid the rest of his life for being a murderer. You have an asshole in the Brianna Taylor situation writing a book about murdering Brianna Taylor. He's going to profit from her murder that he perpetuated. And you wonder why people need the Second Amendment. I believe people should be able to have tanks. We should be able to weaponize Grenade launchers. We should be able to have as much arsenal as possible to defend ourselves against the state who will use an entire arsenal at their disposal to kill you, such as drones, police raids. And some people in government are going to be able to go along with this because, one, they have no conscience. Two, they are in fear for themselves not being paid if they do not execute this op. If they don't murder who the state wants them to murder, 
They are in fear of themselves of not getting paid. I get it. They created the fear in the military already. To where if you don't do what an officer tells you to do, regardless of what it is, regardless of critical thinking, same thing in police. You have this, you have the Nuremberg defense working for every police department in the country because qualified immunity. Well, I was just doing my job. It was exactly how they taught me to do my job. Well, we told the Nazis it didn't work for them. But homegrown Nazis, homegrown terrorists, homegrown blue badge of fucking false courage, they're allowed to use it. Police and government officials in this country are traitors. They are traitors to the American people. Anytime they recommend some sort of modification or reduction in armament, they are literally being traitors to the United States and the people. And they should be dealt with accordingly. But we don't need to be stupid and march on our capital. We need to be smart and ambush and take out and murder and maim as many politicians, judges, lawyers, Cops, Sheriff's Department, agents of FBI, CIA, NSA, all of them should be murdered and maimed. Their families murdered and maimed for freedom, for our freedom. Because until we do, the gradual decline of the American freedom and the American idea of manifest destiny in its truest form will disappear. And that's all I got for today. Thank you for tuning in to David's Life and Observation with your host, David Welch.